Welcome to Crossroad Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Bob Ellis. I invite you to look in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Last week I shared a message called Overcoming Evil with Overwhelming Good. And today I'd like to share with you another theme similar to that in the idea of overcoming. Overcoming discouragement with overwhelming trust. And the book of Joshua starts off telling the story of what happened after Moses had already left the scene. Moses had passed away in in Deuteronomy chapter 33. He had been leading the people out of Israel. He was was really all that they knew as as it was related to being a leader. Moses had led them. He faced Pharaoh down. He wasn't scared of Pharaoh. Uh, he, He faced the Red Sea and the Red Sea was parted. He faced enemy after enemy, and God led them to victory, and now he was gone. And in Joshua chapter 1, we see where, uh, where, where Moses is, is now turned it over to Joshua prior to that. And so we'll pick up in, in chapter 1, verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, and he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River in the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set, set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north. From the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. Including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail or abandon you. Be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions God or or instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Do not be afraid or discouraged, it says. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, the people were about to take part in the final steps of God's promise. He says, I've got, I have for you the promised land. And they'd been traveling 40 years to this destination. In fact, many of the people who didn't trust him um, didn't, didn't make it to this point. It was anyone under 20 years of age we're, we're now about to cross into the promised land. They, were, they weren't even born when the exodus took place. All they knew was Moses and his leadership. All they knew were the stories about how Moses came down from the mountain and he presented the Ten Commandments. They, they, this is all that they knew. And then now, Joshua is going to be in charge. And, and there's, this, there's this moment at the, the end of this verse where it says... Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid or discouraged. When things change, when, when, when leadership is changing, 
it's easy for the people to say, well, where's Moses? We really need Moses right now. Uh, and, and I'm sure Joshua was thinking, I could use Moses right now too. But God's word to him and subsequently his words to the people were, be strong and courageous. Don't be discouraged. But isn't it easier to say, don't be discouraged? Isn't it easier said than done sometimes? Have, have you ever just felt like discouragement and you couldn't shake it? I was in fifth grade and uh, we were playing in the semifinals of the City Little League. Now, that's not, that's not state, that's not region, that's not World Series, that's, that's just our little city, right? So put in perspective, this isn't a, uh, an expanding fish story. It was what it was. It was my fifth grade year. I was the, it was the third year on the same team. And, and, and it was, oh, it was a great, I mean, it was a great year. We beat everybody. I mean, we beat everybody. But on that day, I remember I was, I was getting sick. I mean, this is a fifth grade. I remember this story. I had a headache. I don't know if I had a fever, but it was the semifinal game. And it was, it was supposed to be right before we were to win it all. And this was the year we were going to win it all. Remember, it's just fifth grade, right? And, and I was sick. In between innings, when I would come off the field, and it wasn't my turn to bat, I would lay down on a field. And, and where this, uh, this uh, field was, we are playing in the city, and, and uh, there was this nice hill that led all the way up to the elementary school. And I remember the, the colors of our uniform. They were like a, a, like a yellow jacket. They were yellow and black. And I remember the, the local uh, company that sponsored us. It was called Maurice Vaughn. And it was, it was plastered all over the shirt back in those days when, when, when before major league teams took over and then everybody had to wear what the major leagues were. This was a company-sponsored team. And I remember the colors. Our uniforms were bright. And I wasn't really that kind of a person, that bright and standout-ish. But man, it was, I, loved, I loved everything about that team. But I was sick that day. And, and I don't remember, I think I was in the top of the batting order and, and I was terrible. I think I went 0 for 3 that day and I was just miserable. It was a terrible day. We, lost, we had beaten this team twice during the regular season. We'd beaten them handily. They were no match for us. And what was more disappointing about it was these were the guys I went to school with. Uh, the, our little local, uh, it was out of, out of the city and it was, it was in this little town where we, where we grew up called Baywood. And Baywood had its own team for the very first time. But I'd already been with this team for two other years. I'm like, I'm sticking with my team. But all my friends were on the team that we'd already beaten twice. And um, so as we, as we play them, we lose. Oh, I was so discouraged. I remember going back to school the next day and thinking, I know I'm going to hear it. I know they're going to rub it in. I know it's, I mean, and... and you think, well, that's just fifth grade. From, I remember that story as if it were yesterday, and I'm a long way away from fifth grade. I was so discouraged. You know, kids can be discouraged. Adults can be discouraged. Discouragement can, can leave an imprint on your head, and, and you're like, I can't believe it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Isn't that what discouragement really is? We're, we're discouraged because things aren't going the way we hoped they would go. Things aren't going the way we, we, we think they should have gone. And things aren't going the way they used to go. And, and we've got to figure out, how do I overcome this? How do I overcome discouragement? And it is easier said than done. Um, but the Bible says that, that God was giving the leadership to Joshua. And his words to Joshua were these. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. He, he, he says to him, 
For, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. How do we overcome discouragement? Well, it starts at the ending here of this passage that we're looking at. It starts with these last words that I read to you. It starts with understanding that God is with us everywhere we go. There are moments when things happen to us and we're thinking, where is God in the middle of this? Now, I will say that I do agree with John's prayer or his admonition when he said, God tells us to pray for our enemies. Now, but I will say that I remember somewhere in the book of Psalms where David says, God, smash out the teeth of the wicked. I was praying that a little bit this week. Uh, as some of you know, we had a break in and, and we lost our, our, our brand new, really high dollar, zero turn lawnmower with all the bells and whistles, right? And so I was discouraged. And, and I wasn't necessarily praying for my enemy. I was praying, God, I hope he wrecks that thing. No, I was, I was praying a bunch of different things. I, I was praying things I probably shouldn't have been praying. Because that's what happens when you're discouraged. You're thinking, you, you think in the flesh. You think with, with what I have in front of me. But God reminded the people of Israel, I'm with you. Everywhere you go, everywhere, in every circumstance, in every situation, I'm right there with you. So how do we overcome this? Well, we have to remind ourselves that God is here. God is present. He's present when we're discouraged. He's present when we're happy, when we're sad. He is with us. Three times in this passage, he says, be strong and courageous. Overcoming discouragement is going to mean we're going to have to change who we are. We're going to have to rise up and be stronger. We're going to have to trust. Do not be afraid or discouraged. What, what God is saying to Joshua is, go back, go, go all the way back to, to verse 3. He says, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. Think about that. Wherever you step, that is your land. That is, the prom- that is fulfilling the promise I gave to Moses, and I'm continuing it to you. That is the promise of God. And that was the promise for, for God to Moses. That was the promise for God to Joshua. But do you, do you think it's the promise of God for you? He said he would be with you wherever you go. Wherever you set your foot, that would be a place where his people are now standing. That is now holy ground. He says to them, he says to Joshua, Joshua, I just need you to trust me here. The same promise I gave to Moses, I'm giving to you. Joshua had to, he had to receive this and he had to trust this. If I were to tell you, be strong and courageous, you might say, but I don't feel strong right now. I don't feel that, that courageous. In fact, I'm pretty discouraged. And, and I think we've all been in those, those, those moments when we really can't see the way up or we can't see the light of day. We can't see out of, of what we found ourselves in. And, and so how do we get there? How do we find that trust to, to move forward? God was telling the people, I want you to move forward to the land I've given you. Trust me. I'm still with you. Things have changed, but I'm still with you. Trust is a, is a difficult thing. When you've lost it, it's hard to get it back. But let me tell you, when you trust unconditionally, especially God, there is no, there's no limit to his power. There's no limit to what he wants to do. 
The overcoming discouragement is going to take an overwhelming trust. And so if you find yourself discouraged or you find later yourself to be discouraged, it's only going to be trusting that God is with you. That God has promised blessings for his children. That he has a plan for them. And so I I want to lay out about three things I'd like you to to see this evening. And and the first is this. It's found in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. But the point is this. Trust straightens out everything else. Trust straightens out everything else. The scripture says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Or in as the ESV version says, he will make straight your paths. I remembered it in a different version when I was a kid. But this was one of our VBS verses. This were the verse that they taught the kids. In fact, uh, this was a verse I even used, we used in our, our mission in Mexico. And we, we translated and we even had a song that went with it to help us memorize this. But Solomon wrote, he wrote this wisdom word. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust has to go deep down into our heart. It it can't just be an intellectual ascent. See, we know what the Bible says. We know that God is good. We know that God has told us to follow him. But that's that's in the mind. The heart is where you get trust. The heart is where we really have the trust. He says... Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Over the years, I've thought about this verse. Leaning on your own understanding. See, in my mind yesterday, it was like, well, just maybe if we do this or this, maybe we can, we can find the guy who stole this. And maybe we will. In fact, we were even talking, wouldn't it be nice to get a drone that would just fly up in the air and we could look at everybody's backyards and just see where that thing's parked? Not thinking he could have put a tarp over it, you know. But, you know, you have, you have these ideas in your head. I can fix this by doing that. Have you ever done that? If I do this, this, and this, it'll work out like that. There comes a point and there comes a time when, especially when we're discouraged, we have to say, okay, God, my ideas are not working out. And lean not on my own understanding. We've got to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on understanding And he says, in all of our ways, acknowledge him. Give God first importance. And it says, and he will make straight straight your paths. So I I thought about that, that last part of that verse. And he will make straight your paths. Did you know that life is full of curves? It's full of curves. I mean, it's, in fact, it's not more like this. It's like this. That's how life is. When I think of a curve, it's kind of linear. You're going down the road, you turn like this. But really the curve's that I think we face in life are these kind of curves, ups and downs. That's what we face. Uh, and, and life is full of them. And Solomon said and reminded the people, he says, trusting in God straightens out your path. Those ups and downs become a lot straighter when we trust in the Lord, when we put him first. Are there some areas in your life that feel like an up and a down? Yeah, because you're human. You're just like everyone throughout Scripture. One of the songs that we sang tonight was, and the line says, um, where it talks about the, the, the lady who touched the el manto uh, of the Lord, and she was healed. Her discouragement lasted, I think it was 13 years, but I, I, could, I could have forgotten that. Um, Joseph was in prison for 13 years. I mean, there were, the Israelites were in the wilderness for 40 years. Sometimes we lose hope. Sometimes it feels like we're in a big downturn. 
or in a big curve of our life. The scripture says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Overcoming discouragement is going to require overwhelming trust. That God is present. That God is with us. That God is faithful to keep his, his promises. Later on in John chapter 16, Jesus said this to the disciples. He says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus says, in this world you are going to have problems. In fact, if if you're taking notes and you want to put the note down, it's, it's how I'm phrasing it this evening. It's, trust means you can have peace when everything is not peaceful when everything around you doesn't make sense when there's tribulation and there's problems of many kinds Jesus says in me you can have peace in me you can still find peace when things are discouraging when things aren't working out the way you would like them to work out he even says take heart I have overcome the world he says that prior to his crucifixion Jesus says those words. When the disciples experienced the crucifixion of Jesus and and saw that the one that they'd been following for three and a half years was no longer with him, they went through a period of discouragement. They felt like they had betrayed him. They felt like they had failed. They felt like, in in reality, that that they had wasted three and a half years of their lives and the person that they loved was no longer there. Their hope was that Jesus was going to turn it all around. The Romans were going to be kicked out of Israel and, and God was going to raise up from the line, of the, the line or the heritage of David a new king who would have an eternal rule. And they thought that was Jesus. And when he died, they lost hope. They were discouraged. And so Jesus tells them this prior to that moment and, and it's something that they're settling in on and later they write after they see his resurrection and they understand what he was trying to say. He said, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. In the world you will have discouragement. In the world you will have problems. In the world you will have moments that just don't seem fair. But take heart. I have overcome the world. God promises that he is the prince of peace. Jesus is our prince of peace and, and, and so when you look back at Joshua chapter 1, and he says, be strong and courageous, but how? Because God is with you. You know that one of the names that was given to Jesus in Matthew's gospel was Emmanuel? God with us. Jesus is with us. And, and that doesn't mean in this world you will not have tribulations. In fact, if you hear a gospel that preaches something different than that, run from that teaching. Because I don't believe that. I believe in this world we are going to face trials of many kinds. I've said this a couple times over the years, and I don't know where I heard it, and I don't even know who to give credit to the quote, but I remember hearing that the Chinese church, I'm not talking about maybe the, the central church, the one that's registered with the government, but the underground church, the ones that are trying not to be controlled by the government. I've heard that they've prayed that the church in America would experience persecution. They pray that because they believe that out of that, the flames and the fire of revival would start. 
Because then there would be a people who would be desperately seeking him. And, and, and here in America, we pray that everything will be great. Imagine a group of people who've gone through so much persecution, they're like, oh, that's part of being a Christian. But yet we've taught a different kind of Christianity. It's a, it's a, it's a first world type of Christianity. It's a Christianity that says, oh, there are no tribulations. But that goes against what Jesus said. Jesus says, in this world, you will have tribulation, trials of many kind, problems. You'll have some curves and some ups and some downs. And the only way to overcome that discouragement is to put our trust and our hope in Jesus. Trusting him means that we can have peace when everything else is not peaceful. And then the last thought I wanted to share with you, it comes out of 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Give up or give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. I've I've tried to do that over the years. I've always heard, well, lay your problems at the foot of the cross. That's kind of a Christian teaching. Lay it down, let God take care of it, right? And and, and I I would set it down, but then as I'm going through my day, I felt like I was still carrying it. Why is that? Why is it that we we say, okay, God, here, take it, but can I help you carry it a little bit along the way? It's because when we get discouraged or when problems get so big for us, we, we we don't truly let go. I remember a phrase I heard one, one time where someone says, let go and let God. I'm going to give you a new one today. Trust means giving over, not giving up. When, when things get discouraging, I'll be the first to admit that sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm done. You know, have you ever said that? Have you ever used that phrase? I'm done. I'm done with that person. I'm not going to talk to them anymore. I'm done. Uh, I'm done with this situation. I'm done with this, whatever problem it is. And the best way to do it, just give up. No. Trust means giving over, not giving up. Because he, let's go back to the story. Let's go back to what we read. God is promising Joshua that he's going to go into the promised land. He doesn't say they're not going to have battles. In fact, they have battle after battle after battle because they have to clear the land of the idolatrous people that, uh, that have defiled God. They have battles. They have ups and they have downs. Even Joshua messes up a little later and he didn't consult God and there was a price to be paid. In fact, it meant that there would be enemies among them forever. It was a mistake. There are going to be problems. But but he says, no one in verse 5, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. Do you get a sense of that? When, When we're discouraged, we need to go back to the promises of God. No one will be able to stand against his people. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Now, sometimes they will rattle. Have you ever, have you ever seen a kid who's in a playground and, and maybe you've, you've let them off at the playground and, and they're on the outside and they're shaking it, you know, and they're like, Mommy, come and get me, you know. And you hear that shaking of the fence, right? Sometimes the gates of hell shake because the enemy is trying to break us. He's trying to discourage us. He's trying to wear us down. But the promises that we have in Scripture is that no one will be able to stand against God because He is with His people. Now, even though I read you verses that that are, are in line with this teaching, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to overcome discouragement. 
But tonight, I just want to remind you that the only way I know how to do it, at least the only thing I've seen in Scripture, is trust. Trust in the one who promises to never leave you and never forsake you. Let's pray. God, I pray tonight, as we, as we seek your face, as we seek a word from you, so many times we just want to hear you say something to our soul. And Lord, whether that word has been uttered tonight in this preaching or not, I do pray that the words that we read here in Scripture would speak to us. Would you remind us to be strong and courageous? Would you remind us to trust even when our minds tell us there is no hope? You are the God of the impossible. You are the one who, have seen, who has seen the ending from the beginning. You, you, you see how it's all going to work out. And your words to the disciples were, I have overcome the world. Lord, we, we ask that you'd forgive us when we lose hope. And when we lean on our under, own understanding. When we stop trusting and we start acting in a way that's not in accordance with your will. Lord, would you forgive us? Would you forgive me? Lord, would you help us to be more than overcomers? Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, visit crossroadstx.church. Thank you.